I want to read this to you real quick. This is part of our radio message, uh, uh, Christmas piece, and uh, uh, you're not going to find it beneath the tree wrapped up in pretty ribbons. You're going to find it in the, in the Christ that came to deliver you. Uh, how many fear nots are there in the Bible? That's a question that's intrigued a lot of people. Fear not is the most repeated command in the Bible. Command. Command. Fear not. He didn't say try to not be filled with anxiety and fear and be crippled by it and imprisoned by it. He says, fear not. It's a command from the Lord. Hallelujah. Fear not. Fear not. It's been said there are 365 fear nots in the Bible. One fear not for every day of the year. Lloyd Ogilvy, in his book, Facing the Future Without Fear, even said there are 366 fear nots in the Bible. One for every day of the year, including leap year. I think that's pretty neat. Can you say amen? God doesn't want us to go a single day without hearing His word of comfort, fear not. Actually, there are more than 365 fear nots in the Bible. There's somewhere near 500 fear nots in the Bible. In fact, fear not, Old and New Covenant, is the most repeated phrase in your Bible. Nothing is repeated more than fear not. Why would God keep saying fear not, fear not, fear not, don't be afraid? Fear not, fear not, don't be afraid. Why would he say it over and over and reiterate it? Because we live in a faulty body in a fallen world. And he knew that the opportunity to be afraid and be stymied by it, to be crippled by it, and to not experience his peace is all around us every single day. And we're living in a time that would be marked with men's hearts failing them for fear. And for looking at those things which are coming upon the earth. When we do the study, we won't do the in-depth of the book of Revelation. But when we do a study hitting the, the high points and the things that you can apply to your life today. Amen. That's not figuring out who the Antichrist is. But making sure you know who Jesus Christ is. And if you're looking for the same Jesus that rode the donkey into Jerusalem, you're looking for the wrong Jesus to come back. Can you say, man, because he's not coming back riding on a donkey, amen, to give himself over to men to be put on the cross. He's coming back to judge the earth, and he's coming back to receive his own unto himself and establish his kingdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we'll, we'll go into that, uh, hopefully this coming year. But right now, we want to address these 500 fear knots in the Word of God. How can we go into this, this place? By the way, the Bible said in the Old Covenant, fearfulness has surprised the hypocrite. That means the people who are feigning faith in God and feigning trust in God, uh, they're not going to be able to escape fear because their relationship is not real to begin with. A hypocrite is a play actor, and, and there are tares among the wheat, and we're going to do a teaching on, on, uh, to identify what a tear is spiritually. Purpose of? To make sure you're not one. Can you say amen to make very sure that you and I are not one of them? Because the enemy has sowed tares among the wheat. 
And that's what the world sees a lot of times. They see a church full of people, and they see a lot of people that are not walking out their Christian faith. And the whole faith is demeaned because of that and criticized. But there is a genuine. There is wheat. And we will have tried to identify wheat as well. One big difference is the wheat has fruit, and the tares look like the wheat, but don't bear any fruit. Can you say, man, and you will know them by what? The fruit that they bear. For an evil tree cannot bring forth good fruit, neither a good tree evil fruit. Every tree is known by the fruit it bears. Can you say, man, Brother Venable, you're judging me. No, I'm not. I'm a fruit inspector. Can you say, man, this is one of you is or you ain't type of situations. Can you say, man, well, you're judging me. You, 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 you don't know my heart. Don't have to know your heart. I'm looking for your fruit. The abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. But every branch in me that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it might bring forth more fruit. Hallelujah. And that your fruit might remain. Glory be to God. All right. Listen to this carefully. Over 500 times, God says to fear not. And the first reason to not fear is because God is with us. Say that with me today. God is with us. Say it again. God is with us. That's got to count for something. The promise of the presence of God. Matthew 1 and verse 23 said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name. They shall call his name. Now, on another occasion, it said, And thou shalt call him Jesus, which is a derivative of the old covenant Joshua, Yeshua. Because Joshua was known as a deliverer of his people. God used Joshua as a deliverer and a great king and deliverer in Israel. Joshua. Joshua. A great leader. A great deliverer. The word name Joshua means deliverer. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. But this is a title. Thou shalt call his name to identify who he was. Not just what he would do. And thou shalt call his name what? Emmanuel, which being interpreted is what? God with us. Make no mistake about it. Jesus existed before he came to this planet. Before he grew in the womb of Mary, he pre-existed. That's why in the book of Genesis, he was there. That's why God used the plural and said, let us make man in our image and the new testament said there was nothing made that he did not make so before he came here he was there and from everlasting to everlasting i like the song that Dottie rambo wrote years ago that said his steps did not begin at bethlehem and they did not end at calvary can you say man Hallelujah. And they talked to Jesus and they quizzed Him trying to trip Him up. And how do you know about Moses and all of this? He said, before Moses was, I am. And when He said, I am, it was in the same sentence, the same connotation, the same vein that, that God spoke, uh, amen, to Moses when He said, Who shall I say sent me? And He said, Tell him the I am. Can you say man? Hallelujah. Jesus is the second person of the Godhead. And in Him, because He and His Father are one, as He said, in Him dwelt all, all, not a third or two-thirds, but in Him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. 
Emmanuel, God with us. This is different from any Old Testament relationship with God. Because He became one with us and one of us, and yet without sin. But He could, he could help us in a way that before He came in flesh, we could never approach Him like we can approach Him now. And before the cross and the ascension. We don't have a high priest that can't be touched personally with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, because He's not sitting aloof in His heaven telling us to get our act together, He became one with us, one of us. And Jesus was thirsty on the cross. Jesus wept at Lazarus' tomb. Jesus sweat great drops of blood under the pressure of Gethsemane. He knows our frame. He knows our weaknesses. And He knows how to deliver you. He knows how to help me. He knows what I need and how to do it in my life and your life. And He said, no temptation has taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you. It's personalized. Will not allow you to be tempted above that, that you as an individual are able. Who will with the temptation make a way of escape that you might be able to bear it and not give in to it. Can you say amen? Glory to God. This is a wonderful God. This is a wonderful statement. God is with you. Deuteronomy 31 and verse 8 said, In the Lord He it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Fear not, be thou not dismayed. Why? Because you're not going to have any problems. You're not going to have any troubles. No, because God is with you. No matter what problems come. No matter what troubles befall you. God is with you. Don't be afraid and don't be dismayed. Can you say man? Hallelujah. Glory to God. A newspaper had a contest to answer the question, what is true friendship? By the way, Every time I see this in Scripture, it's in the Old Covenant. It says, and there is a friend. There is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. There is a friendship relationship that is more committed than a familial or family relationship. I went to a used car dealership with my dad years ago. And this guy said, this car, I wouldn't tell you no lie. He said, this car right here. Because he wanted us to buy one that costs more. You know how that works. <laughs> he said, this car right here, I wouldn't sell it to my brother. And you know how you hate your brother. I thought not every brother hates his brother. Not every sister hates their sister. Evidently, he grew up in a family where the, his brother and him never got along. But there is a friend. That sticks closer than a brother. Family get together because you have to. I hate the funerals where family that have been alienated for years have to come together for a funeral. Yeah, I've seen them cuss, fuss. I've seen everything that could happen. And the worst thing is you feel that sense of the grieving of the Holy Spirit. And what could be something to comfort and counsel and lift up becomes a, a real downer no matter what you say or what you do. Because they're at war with one another. But there is a friend 
There is a friend. There is a friend. There is a friend. And there's no star beside it to indicate it's about the Messiah or it's about Jesus to come. It's about friendship in general. But every time I see that scripture, I think of one great friend. And it's not my dog. Can you say amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. I think of Jesus. I can't help but think of Jesus. It's got to be Jesus. There is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. If you want to look up more about friendship in the old covenant, said a friend loveth at all times. That's when you are lovable and when you're not. A real friend will love you even when you're not lovable. Well, I know everyone in here is lovable all the time. I know it's hard for you to conceive that. But a real friend loves you when you're not lovable. They're not going to quit you. They just won't quit you. Dad had been real irritable and irritated because he was sickly at the last of his life. And, and he said, Bobby, I, I, believe that, I believe I'm a hindrance to you and therefore I'm a hindrance to your ministry. I'm just, I, I, I don't know how you put up with me. And, you know, he's just going on and on. I told him, Daddy, I'll never quit you. I love you. I will never quit you. I'm not doing this because I'm your son and there's nobody else to do this. I'm doing this because I care about you. You're not only my father in the flesh, you're my brother in the Lord. Can you say man? Hallelujah. Praise God. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So a newspaper. Oh, by the way, Abraham, when he trust, put his trust in the Lord, what was Abraham called? Just a servant or a subject? No, a very intimate, personal friend of God. Wow. Friend, Jesus. Friend like no other, the songwriter said. Jesus, Jesus, friend forever. What a song. What a sentiment in that song. God wants a fellowship, relationship with you. Jesus said in the New Testament, I have not called you servants. Even though you are my servants, I haven't considered you, and I'm not going to treat you as servants or house slaves. I'm not going to do that. But I have called you friends. Because the servant doesn't know what his Lord doeth. He said, but I'm telling you, everything the Father has is mine, and I'm going to take of mine And S-H-E-W, show it. It's not just reveal it, S-H-O, but S-H-E-W, which means I'm going to communicate. I'm going to give it to you. So, Father, it's a good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. And therefore, you can't just be servants because, see, servants, when family business was conducted, servants were told to leave the room. This was intimate and personal and family only. And Jesus said, I'm not treating you just as servants, but I'm treating you as friends. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Oh, (laughs) listen, if the friend sticks closer than a brother and the friend loves at all times, then we should come to the Lord with great confidence when we pray and when we have a need. And we should seek His face and desire His fellowship because, oh man, anybody ever see Toy Story? 
Oh, spiritual group in here. Amen. You, I, love, I love the simple, peaceful things. So I don't like the dramas. Well, there's drama in Toy Story, you know, but it was just beautiful to me. But uh, the man who sings the song, I know he's written a lot of songs. You got a friend in me, boy. You got a friend in me. Anybody know the lyrics? You better watch Toy Story again, and me too, so we can learn the lyrics. <laughs> That's your homework. Our pastor gave us homework. Go home and watch Toy Story. Or just listen to the song, You Got a Friend in Me. You got a friend in me. Boy. <laughs> Amen. You got a friend in me. You know what God is saying? I want to be more than your creator. I want to be more than your savior. I want an intimate, personal relationship with you. And that's what He does when He comes to save us. He says, I want fellowship immediately. Once you're reconciled unto Me, I want to be friends with you. The enmity is gone. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear My voice and open the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him and him and Me. Everybody say friendship. Fellowship. Koinonia is the term. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Fear not. I am with you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So a newspaper held a contest to answer the question, what is true friendship? Here's the winning answer. This is on the radio as well. Someone who's walking in when everybody else is walking out. When Jim Baker messed up as bad as he did, Brought such reproach on his family, his ministry, and, and the ministry of the gospel. Ended up in a federal prison. His wife forsook him. His children forsook him. The people he was paying $275,000 a year to say yes to everything he said. And never stop him and say, whoa, wait a minute. They forsook him because their salary stopped. As long as they were getting that big salary. Amen. They, uh, they went along with him. $275,000 uh, for being a, a yes man is not a bad deal. And so you hesitate to rock the boat even though you know the boat is headed the wrong way. And the PTL scandal came out. And no one came to see him in prison because all of the evangelists that got their ministry exposed there, they didn't want to be associated or affiliated with him. So in prison, he was alone. He said, I remember one day, and I'm not taking up in any sense for him. I'm just saying, what about friendship? When do you really need, when someone walks in, when everybody else is walking out? Amen. That's a real friend. And when everybody else is walking out, you will find out who your true friends are. Amen. You will find out. He said one day, I had the flu. I hadn't shaven, hadn't hardly bathed because I'd just been laying on my bunk sick with the flu. He said, I had been throwing up. And not only that, the cell beside me had a plumbing problem. And the man in the cell beside me had the flu. And he was putting things in the toilet. And it was coming up and overflowing into my cell. 
And they came and told me, you have a visitor. You have a visitor. You have a visitor. And all the people that were around him when he was on top and making them money and and giving them exposure for their ministries, they don't want to touch him with a 10-foot pole, let alone go to prison and see him. And try to, what what the Bible say if someone fails? Restore such a one. Not ignore such a one. But restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, considering yourself lest you fall. You can't sit up on a pedestal of self-righteousness looking down on people or rejoicing over their failure. Restore. I'm glad there is something called restoration. I'm glad God restored David instead of destroying David. I'm glad he went on to prove that grace was even working to a degree in the old covenant. I'm glad that he died a great king instead of a great messed up failure. Can you say man? That means there's hope for me. And there's hope for you no matter what happens. Glory be to God. You have a visitor. So he went out into the area where visitors could come. And he said, I went to the bathroom. I I gargled with plain water, spit it out to get the smell out of my breath as much as I could. I knew my clothes hadn't been changed. I knew I was dirty and unshaven. And he said, there was someone there wanting to see me. So I walked into the visiting area, and I looked at a, a man in a suit came to see me. Billy Graham was his name. said he walked over to me and put his arms around me and said, Jim, God loves you. 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 He doesn't hate you. He don't want to hurt you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to restore you. Can you say, man, that's the nature of grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that's why God says, I want to be your friend. I want to walk in when everybody else is walking out. And when I teach that message, preach that message, one time on the radio, talking in those terms, I said, someone's in a jailhouse somewhere, and you're going to hear this message. I don't know where you're hearing it, how you're hearing it, but I just feel that you are in prison somewhere, and I want you to know there's hope for you. There's help for you. God loves you, and He wants to save you. He wants to forgive you and not just forgive you he wants to restore hallelujah that is the message of the book of joel i will restore unto you the years that the caterpillar canker worm and palmer worm have taken away from you i'll restore it i will send you the former and latter rain in one season and you're going to have bumper crops to make up for that devastation that's a gracious and good god today hallelujah hallelujah Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For He hath said, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, that we might boldly say what? What He said. The Lord is my helper. Some of us need to get a bold confession. We've got a timid confession. We need a bold confession. Let us come boldly before the throne of grace. You don't come because you've failed. You don't come because you've messed up with your tail 
tucked between your legs. You come to repent and to be restored. Hallelujah. If we had tails, if all of us had tails, some of you would leave here with your tail tucked between your legs like an old whip dog. But some of you are going to leave here with your tail wagging. Wagging so, <laughs> so hard you don't know if the, the, the dog's wagging the tail or the tail's about to wag the dog. Can you say, man? Hallelujah. This is victory with a capital V. We don't have to be afraid because God said, I'm with you. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. And His name shall be called Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God sitting aloof in His heaven, unconcerned and untouched. No, God with us. Hallelujah. I've told the story. You know it by heart. Little boy being broke from sleeping with his mom and daddy. I'll tell you first the story of a little girl. They wanted to stay sleeping with mom and daddy. How many know children want to stay sleeping with mom and daddy? You got to wean them in more way than one for them to grow up. So the little girl wanted to sleep with mom and daddy. She was a mama's girl. She just wanted to be near mama 24-7. (laughs) And a storm came. And the lightning was flashing. And she used that storm as an excuse, you know, I, I want to be where mama, I want to get in bed with mama and daddy. And they're trying to get her to stay in her room. And she came into the bedroom and she shook her mama and said, Mama, I want to get in bed with you. And she said, No, honey, mama's got to sleep with daddy. She took two steps back and said, The big sissy. big sissy if mama has to sleep with daddy because he's afraid he's a big sissy but the one that i've told the most these are true stories pastor's child breaking him from sleeping with mom and daddy he's in he's in his room and the storm comes again and there the the house is shaking and the quaking under the winds and hail and lightning and little boy comes into the room and he said can i sleep with y'all and he said, no, son, you've got to sleep in your bed. You've got to sleep in your room. It's right across the hall. Our, our door's open. Your door's open. And he said, yeah, but I'm afraid in there by myself. And his daddy, being a pastor, said, listen, you're not by yourself. God is in there with you. He said, then how come I can't see him? He said, because God is a spirit. He said, I want a God what's got skin on. You know what happened? They call it the incarnation. God incarnate. God in flesh. The I am. Hallelujah. Not I was, not I will be, but I am. From everlasting to everlasting. God took on flesh. He became incarnate in flesh. And by the way, this is a theological truth. You need to get under your belt and buckle it up and hold on to it. Because this day, this this last day is filled with seducing spirits and doctrines of devils and every spirit that confesses not that Christ has come in the flesh. It doesn't mean that a baby was born in Bethlehem. It means that God became incarnate. Can you say man? Hallelujah. Is Antichrist. Amen. So be cautioned. 
You need to find out more than how many people fall out in the service and how many people get prophesied over. You need to find out what that person believes about Jesus. And what that movement believes about Jesus. And what that denomination believes about Jesus. Every spirit that confesses not that Christ has come in flesh, incarnate. Amen. So this is important theological stuff. He said, I'll never leave you. So we can what? Boldly say. Everybody say boldly say. Have you ever talked boldly to God? Have you ever talked? I mean, not, not in disrespect, but come boldly. Come with perfect confidence and consolation that God is going to receive you at the throne of grace. That you will obtain mercy and grace to help you in the time of your need. Hallelujah. Because He became one of us and one with us. And we don't have a high priest that is just spirit in His essence that's never experienced hurt or pain or loneliness or emptiness or thirst or any of those other things, but was tempted in all points as we are yet without sin. Therefore, because He understands us perfectly and knows exactly what we need and how to meet that need. Let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we might obtain. And let us boldly say. Somebody say boldly say. Boldly say. Hallelujah. Say it like a roaring lion. Boldly say. Hallelujah. Say what? The truth. The Lord is my help. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you that we might boldly say, I'm not alone down here. I'm not without hope because I'm not without help because God is with me. Can you say man? Hallelujah. Woo! Oh, give him a good clap offering. Hallelujah. God is with us. Say it with me. God is with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, oh! by the way, because He's with us, then He must be for us. He must be for us. He must be for us or He wouldn't commit Himself to be with us. God is for us. God's in your corner. Hallelujah. Romans eight thirty one and 32. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us. Who can be against us? In the old covenant, in the old covenant, he said, Who is thee? Where, 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 is, where is this oppressor? Where's the fury? See, I'm with you and I'm for you. Where is the fury of the oppressor? He literally did what Bruce Lee used to do. You know, a fight's going to start when Bruce Lee gets in his crouch and goes, Come on. Let's get it on. You know what God said to the threat to Israel because He was for them and with them? Where's the fury of the oppressor? Why are you holding back and cowering before your enemies? I'm with you and I'm for you. Where is the fury? He said, in other words, they're going to have to go through me to get to you. And ain't nobody ever went through Him. No demon, no circumstance, no devil, no giant, no sickness, no disease, no nothing. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, if you get in the Bible sometime and not just read what you want, but say, Holy Spirit, I want you to show me some things out of your word that's going to embolden me. 
Listen, we're going to talk about tails again. There's too many people in this room. You came in with your tail tucked between your legs. You're going to walk out with your tail tucked between your legs. Because the devil has discounted and discredited, amen, that God is with you and God is for you. What shall we say to these things? How are we going to answer all of these threats and all of these oppositions and persecutions and accusations? What more shall we say to these things? If God be for you, who can be against you? Can you say amen? Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Psalm 56 and verse 9 said, When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. How do you know? How do you know that the moment you pray, victory is yours before you see a change? He said, I know they're going to have to back off. Within that same verse it says, This one thing I know. I don't, I don't speculate. I don't hesitate. I boldly declare. This one thing I know. See, the Bible did not say that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. It does not say that. It does not say that. That's not all of it. You got a piece of it. It don't say that. I walked into the break room, and that's where my Bible studies were held with people because they'd come up, and, and I had a little bitty New Testament back when I could see it. Can you say Amen. And they would ask me a question and say, they say, Rev, Scripture here, break it down to us. Oh, to find that kind of hunger. People say, I, I, I know what the Bible says, break it down to me. Tell me what it means and how to apply it to my life. Can you say, man, because the only part of the Word that's going to help you is the part that you know and that you apply to your life. Can you say, man, hallelujah, because the rest of it, is not going to do you any good whatsoever. Listen carefully. I'm going to break this down to you today. It doesn't say all things work together for good. No, it says we, for we know. You've got to get it settled in your heart by faith that God is on the throne. God is in control. And God is able to take everything that touches your life and make it work together for your good and His glory. Hallelujah. Including those fingers. I do not know why it happened. But it happened. Obviously, you are in a faulty body. Boy, I saw them fingers. I prayed fervently for you. I saw him without the bandages, and I said, Lord, touch her, heal her, let them knit back together in the name of Jesus. And not only that, don't let her be discouraged in you because this happened. And she said, I'm not. The devil just took a beating right here this morning. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See her with her front her front foot, her, 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 see her with her hand bandaged up reminds me of the cat that walked into the saloon in Dodge City. Had his front foot all bandaged up, walked into the saloon and said, I'm looking for the man that shot my paw. You, you'll get that when you get home. You probably won't get it till you get home. Brother Costello said, I'm pretty tough, but that joke just about got me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he said, that's about corny as you can get. 
Oh, hang around here. Tell him, I can get cornier than, I can get even more corny than this. Can you say amen? Why are you so happy this morning? Because God is with me. God is with me. God is with me. God, the God who created heaven and earth, He's with me. And not only that, He's for me. Hallelujah. 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 Isaiah 54. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. God is for us. we got to hurry. Our time is up, but I'm, 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 I'm asking for grace. Just ten more minutes. This is a true story. Billy Graham, the great evangelist, tells of driving through, and this had to be in the late 50s, early 50s. Anybody ever heard of a speed trap? For tourists or traveling, you've got to go through this little town. Waldo, Florida. Oh, they don't give you a ticket and let you mail it in. You have to go to the courthouse and go before a judge no matter what time they pull you over. Billy Graham tells of driving through a small southern town and being stopped by a policeman and charged with speeding. Graham admitted his guilt, was told by the officer he would have to appear in court. The judge asked, guilty or not guilty? When Graham pleaded guilty, the judge replied, that'll be $10. I told you it was in the early 50s. It's a lot more now. That'll be $10, a dollar for every mile you went over the limit. Suddenly the judge recognized the famous minister, and he said, you violated the law. The fine must be paid, but I'm going to pay it for you. The judge took out a $10 bill from his own wallet, attached it to the ticket, and then took Billy Graham out and bought him a steak dinner. That's grace. And that's favor. And if God is for you, then you have God's favor. And when you have God's favor, He said no weapon. No weapon. No weapon. And the devil's got an arsenal. He said it doesn't matter what he's got. <laughs> Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith God. Amen. I'm the one that accounted them righteous. And the devil can point out your flaws, point out your faults. But if God says you're reconciled and God says you're right with me, amen, every tongue that rises against you in judgment, who shall condemn? Not God, He's already done it. But that we might boldly say, you've got to get your tail from between your legs. If you want grace and mercy to help you, you've got to come the way God says, come to the throne of grace. You've got to come with confidence that what Jesus did on the cross has given you access to His grace. Come how? With your tail wagging. With your tail wagging. Yeah. Don't come with it. Oh, you see, we think this is humility. What it is is a lack of faith in what God has said in His Word. And a lack of His provision. Oh, I'm no good. I know I'm the sorriest thing that ever lived. I had opportunity to witness in, in Walmart yesterday and I didn't. Now the blood of that person. No, 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 no. 
Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And the Bible said in Revelation 12, Now is the accuser of our brethren cast down who accused them before God day and night. And they overcame him by becoming so perfect he had nothing to accuse them for. No, they overcame him by the blood that wipes away all of those things when it's applied to our life. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) And their righteousness is of me. In other words... If you're right with God, it don't matter what people say. And it don't matter what the devil says. Saw a t-shirt the other, other day. I wish I had bought it. It says, the next time the devil reminds you of where you've been, you've been, remind him of where he's going. Can you say, man? Don't look back. Forgetting those things that are behind. If it's under the blood, don't you go dig it up. Hallelujah. Amen. Leave it where God put it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth to those things that are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high. How how could he boldly press on? Because you can't go forward without if you're always looking back. I've met people down through the years that blamed everything that was wrong in their life on their past. That's okay till you come to Jesus. But when you come to Jesus, your past is past. Hallelujah. As it is written, says who? Saith the Lord. I'm glad God said this, that we can boldly confess what He said. Glory to God. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. I can't help it. i got to be happy for somebody else. Give me your tail so I can wag it too. Can you say, man, at least you won't go home with it tucked between your legs. Hallelujah. It's this lack of boldness. Boldly say. Boldly come. It's this lack of boldness. It's not his lack of provision. It's our lack of boldness. We talk about the mountain. He said, talk to the mountain. Say to the mountain. Be thou removed. Cast into the midst of the sea. Talk to it. Boldly say. Boldly come. Holy boldness. The Bible said in the book of Proverbs, I think it's 28.1. I'm not sure about that. Just read the whole book and you'll find it somewhere. But I believe it's 28.1. Anybody got 28.1? Proverbs 28 in verse 1. He's got, he's got a machine here. That'll help me hurry. The wicked... Flee when no man pursueth. They don't know what they're running from, but they're scared to death anyway. The wicked flee when no man pursueth. But the righteous, their righteousness of me, their righteousnesses of me, Abraham believed God. He account, put it to his account righteousness. Can you say, man, I didn't say sinless perfection. I'm talking about confessing when we fall, getting up and going on and being right with God anyhow. Can you say, man, their righteousness is of me, saith God. I have reconciled them to myself. I have pronounced them righteous. Who are you to point your finger at them? The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are. (laughs) 
there's a pop song out there about some pop singer says, hear me roar. You know that song? How many know? You're young enough. Who's it by? You don't know. She, she's a pop, a white pop singing gal. Hear me roar. Katy Perry. Hear me roar. Yeah, hear me roar. Can you say, man? Way back in my day, it's I am woman. Hear me roar. Can you say, man? Well, I'm a Christian. Hear me roar. Satan, Satan is an imposter. He goeth about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. <laughs> oh, but he's an imposter. Can you say, man? Hallelujah. Jesus is the lion of Judah, and he lives with us and within us. Which one? You believe there's one God? Presents the type of faith held by hundreds of millions, but in which there's no saving grace. You do well. You think you do well. The devil's also believing. Tremble. Simply believing there's a God says no more than demons believe. Proper faith accepts the Lord as one Savior. Can you say, man? Hallelujah. I'm a Christian. Hear me roar. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to live with my tail tucked between my legs like an old whipped dog and come before God that way. When He says the blood was shed so that you could come behind the veil and come into my presence with boldness. It do, I am humbled by the fact that I can do that. But humility doesn't make me tuck my tail between my legs like a whipped dog. It makes me understand and appreciate what the blood of Christ has done in my behalf. Hallelujah. And I stand, having done all, Stand in my standing in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? God is with us. God is for us. And God is in us. God is in us. Colossians 1.27 To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory. How do you know you're going to heaven? Because the holiest ones of heaven. Listen, gold streets don't make heaven holy. Gates of pearl don't make heaven holy. You know what makes heaven holy? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And when God comes down on the side of a mountain and manifests through a bush, the ground around that bush is so holy, God says, you got to do an act of reverence for my presence, for the ground you're standing on, just the proximity to where He was manifesting. Take off your shoes, because the ground you're standing on is holy ground. Can you say man? And that God that dwelt behind the veil can now make His according to Jesus. How will you manifest yourself to us and not unto the world? They're pressing Him on all sides. How are you going to do that? 
He said, if any man love me and my Father, keep our commandments. That don't mean live perfectly. It means have a heart to obey instead of that old rebel heart. I and my Father will come to him and we will make our abode. Everybody say abode. Now see, you may sense God when you feel his presence. Abode means where someone lives, not where they visit on Sunday or when you get a liver shiver. Don't depend on your liver shiver because you'll never stay bold, emboldened. Because you'll come in so emotionally raw some Sunday, everyone will be shouting but you. And it don't mean a thing about God's presence in your life. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm not just talking about what you see. I'm talking about sense knowledge. Five senses. Sense of sight. Sense of taste. Sense of hearing. Sense of smell. Sense of touch. Tells you everything about this physical world. And tells you nothing about God. Because God is a spirit. Amen. So since knowledge can't. You, you may feel like you've been jerked through a knot hole backwards. Toe up. From the flow up. God said I'm still with you. And I'm still for you. And I'm in you. That's how he keeps his promise to be with us because he's in us. Why does he why is he in the midst when two or three gather together in his name? Because we're there. And he's in us. He's not just in the church, he's in the temple. And your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? What you have within you. Glory be to God. And the church is where the temple goes to worship. You know what God's people are having a trouble with? You're having trouble with fellowship with your father. You, your big trouble is not the devil nor your circumstance. Your big issue is you have become a church-going Christian. And you've never went beyond just sitting in the pew listening to the preacher trying to do better every day. You need a relationship with Jesus today. Can you say, man, you need some fellowship with the Lord. Can you say, man, because without it, you're just a church-going person trying to live right. And I'm going to tell you something. Your tail will stay tucked between your legs and the devil will come and he will roar at you and you'll run. And he's counting on it. Go ahead and run, but run to God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. Hallelujah. 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 We're not running from the devil. We're running to God and standing against the devil. Woo. Hallelujah. Let's join hands and try to help one another this coming year. How have you been coming to God with your needs? Are you reminded? The Bible said you need your conscience cleansed. The conscience is there to help you be convicted. 
so that you can repent and be saved. It's not there to condemn you the rest of your life after you get saved. And the devil will use that very conscience that God put in you. And we're to have our conscience sprinkled from evil. You know what that means? That means you never think about what you have confessed and repented of ever again. Can you say, man, as it is written, saith God. I'm glad God is saying this. It's not me trying to make you feel better, give you a panacea. I'm giving you the unadulterated eternal word of the living God. Hallelujah. That he said heaven and earth will pass away. My word will never pass away. As he hath said, I will cast their sins. This is what he would do in the new covenant. I will cast their sins away from them. As far as the east is from the west. Their sin I will remember no more. I will never associate them with the sin that has been forgiven. I will never associate them with the sin that has been pardoned. I will never, ever associate them with that sin again. Don't associate yourself with it. Can you say amen? Don't look back. Come boldly before the throne of grace. If we say we have no sin, we're liars. We're not being honest before God. But if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive our sin. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and iniquity. Can you say man? God said I'm justified in doing it because my son shed his blood so it could be forgiven. And if you want to talk about how awful you are and how bad you are, that's one thing. But don't you cast aspersions on the blood of my son that was shed so I could pardon and forgive you. Rise up from the dust, O captive daughter of Zion, and shake thyself. Can you say, man? Father, I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you today. Hallelujah. 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 Let's pray that we can help one another and encourage one another this coming year. To see more victory than we've ever seen in all of our Christian life. When the boldness comes, the wicked flee. The wicked run when no man pursueth. The righteous are bold as a lion. Hallelujah. 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 I don't tiptoe when I around the word of God when it's so clear and concise I declare it glory to God what kind of Christian are you are you a mousy tail tucked between the legs timid the devil will chase you all the days of your life God wants to embolden you glory be to god and bless you hallelujah cleanse your conscience and renew your mind blessed be the name of the lord and get rid of stinking thinking once and for all he has said i'll never leave you he has said i'll never forsake you that we might boldly say come on that's when faith is manifest it's not just believing what he said, it's saying what he said. Oh, 
come on. It's saying what He said. It's when you say what He said. Hold fast your profession of faith without wavering. For He is faithful that promised. Profession in the Greek is the word confession. And it means to say the same thing as another. And in the case of Scripture, it means to say the same thing God said. And to say it boldly because it's God who said it. Hallelujah. He said everything He said so that we could boldly say what He said. Hallelujah. You've got to use your faith to open your mouth. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. If you don't confess me, you've got to open your mouth. Come on, if you don't confess me before men, I won't confess you before my Father and His angels. But if you confess me before men... I'll confess you before my Father and His angels. Jesus is the high priest of our confession. Can you say amen? You will never rise above your confession. If you will listen to what you're saying, you'll find out why you're in the fix you're in. Just listen to what you're saying. I'm no good. I'm too weak. I can't. I can't. I can't. I never will. I never have and I never will. I'm no good. I'm ugly. I don't meet the grade. I don't meet the standard. I'm, I'm, other people look at me and they see this little worm of a person and I'm so self-conscious. No, 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 no. You're a child of the Most High God redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And let the redeemed do what? Let them do what? Let them do what? Let them do what so they can walk in the victory of their redemption? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto deliverance and salvation. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. I declare that the devil is a liar. I declare that God is true. I declare that no weapon formed against me will prosper. This is my heritage because I am a servant of the Most High God. Can you say amen? I declare that the name of Jesus is above every name that's named of things in heaven, earth, and beneath the earth. I declare that cancer has a name, but Jesus' name is greater I declare the sick can still be healed, the lost can still be saved, the bound can be unbound and set free. Because God said it first. Hallelujah. 